Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. This is your Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. It's Fergus. Uh, today I'm joined by Trevor, by Mike, and by Manny. We're going to look back to that City game, look ahead to the Huddersfield game, and love flux more. Uh, do enjoy the show. Remember, this is an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. So guys, here we are, number 63. Um, not a great weekend. Uh, we got our arse ripped open by Man City. Um, but it, all in all, actually, it's been an eventful few days. It was my birthday yesterday. Uh, we had Ireland in the uh, Six Nations uh, going very confident into, into the, the rugby, thinking we were going to smash England all over the place. And uh, sadly... Um, no, that didn't come about. Uh, Trevor was uh, message, messaging me, uh, saying, had I watched the uh, Six Nations? So go on, Trev, both barrels. Oh, I, I don't think I need to, do I? It's it's just listening to you now, Fergus. You just I fucking can, smug, can aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought it was a different code. It was meant to be a bit more respectful and not so... I've, I, I must admit, I've never heard so much banter around rugby as I have this time with uh, the Ireland-England game. There, it was good banter. And I, I didn't give us a chance, to be honest, Fergus. Didn't give us a chance. But... Uh, there you go. Nice surprise. Nice surprise indeed. Yeah, and and it was my birthday yesterday. Um, and uh, I, just on a, a, a personal note as well, my mum has been very ill over the last um, last six weeks or so. And sadly, yesterday she decided to upstage me and try and nick, nick the day, and she passed away yesterday. So I'm dedicating this one to her, uh, boys. So Arsenal's head coach Unai Emery loan signing Dennis Suarez. Uh, Unai said. If he starts, I have confidence in him. I know the player. He is good. He is one player with the quality. Uh, he, uh, and he can help us with quality. He's also with his ambition to do something important here. He knows the language. He can speak English. This is important to us, unlike you now. Uh, he can play right, left, and number 10. He's, we're going to use him in all positions in the attacking third at Sevilla he played more as a left winger at Villarreal more on the right and at Barcelona he was tucked more inside we didn't see very much of him um, in the game against Man City I think it was just a, a cameo that he was brought on what did people make of the Suarez appearance and we'll look at the game itself separately but just just on the Suarez side of things what did people think well, it, it, it was a bit of a, a, a hard situation to come on at that stage wasn't it you know when we're being beaten like that uh, he, he looked I thought he looked confident put himself about a bit but for a first appearance in a new team yeah I felt a bit for the lad really I, d I did and, and I don't think we can draw a lot from that um, let's let's see if he plays this weekend and uh, have a better look at him then from my perspective doesn't he look like Aaron Ramsey about 10 years ago he does yeah he does mm. indeed Let's hope, let's hope he plays like a good Aaron Ramsey and uh, we'll be all right. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Emery could have said all that stuff about he can play here, he can play there, but he had to use the words number 10. It, do we draw any more into that? Is, it, is he referring to, to, to what might happen with a certain other number 10? Or was that just something uh, that uh, Emery said? Well, I found we, are we're, we are losing a, an 8 to 10 player in Ramsey, so he could fill those boots. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Sorry, uh, I, I'm going to apologise now. Uh, I have got my youngest son, so if we do hear an outburst of a child either laughing or saying uh, something as to long me, as at I'll the end. apologise. Yeah. As long as the <laughs> end, he says, up So the I apologise. Yeah, I don't think he's going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> he's only three, come on. Yeah, yeah, um, teach him So teach I'll apologise in advance. Um, <laughs> uh, what did I make of the game, or what did I make of uh, Suarez? Uh, Suarez, we just looked at Suarez. Well, in all honesty, I, I, you can't judge him uh, at that game I think it's he came on quite was it late on was it 60 70th minute between then yeah uh, so I, I, you can't really judge him especially against what the league champions you can't judge him in that game uh, so I think we can maybe go ahead and look at judging him you know I mean, a few games down the line and see how he gets on uh, he showed a bit of promise in that game. He lost a couple of the balls as well. He, he ran into trouble a couple of times, but that's just me nitpicking. Uh, but he also did do a, you know, I mean, he, he also did pull some good passes and showed a bit of promise as well. Matty, did you have any anything to add on that? Or uh, no, not really. I think the lads pretty much covered what I was going to say. Uh, what a culture shock, though, for the guy. You know what I mean? Come on, and he's being pressed and harried and you know shoved off the ball and stuff, but. It's all part of the learning curve. You know, welcome to the Premier League. You know, he's not going to get a harder game for the rest of the season. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll reserve judgment on the guy, you know, when we kick the last ball against Burnley. You know? okay. He come through the Manchester City youth as well. So, he, he knows he sort of roughly. Yeah. Uh, Ma- Ma- Man City, he was at Man City. Yeah, yeah. that's what, yeah, said City, yeah. yeah. So, he did come from the youth team, so he knows roughly how they work. But, again, it's, it's a tough game to come on to. Mm. It was Sunday the 3rd of February, 4pm at the Wastelands Stadium. I like to call it the Wastelands. Uh, and people The Empty who, Ad. The Empty Ad. I, I like that one too, The Empty Ad. That's what we all <laughs> call it up north. <laughs> the Empty Ad. We have a title. Uh, <laughs> so Manchester City had four consecutive top flight uh, games against Arsenal, a feat they'd never managed since 19... 19- 35-37, Arsenal have lost uh, the last four meetings in all consecutive competitions, conceding 11 goals and just scoring one. Pep Guardiola is unbeaten in 11 games uh, as a manager against Unai Emery, who used won seven and uh, drawn four. And the Gunners are the only side yet to keep a Premier League clean sheet away from home this season. It's away, get away forms again, boys. It's just, you go back to Wenger's last season and now just keeping clean sheets and stuff. It's, we really need to grab hold of that. I was disappointed with um, the lineup to a certain degree because Rambo and Ozil were both benched. Uh, and you could see, especially in the second half, we had no, cre- no creativity uh, in the midfield. Um, Suarez was also on the bench. Um, Sergio Aguero had a, uh, his 14th half. Come on, I'm gonna have to stick my teeth back in. 14th <laughs> started already. We're only like seven <laughs> minutes in. Hey, listen, listen, hang on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here we go. Yeah. I, I, You've only I'm, just started, I'm, haven't you? It's no excuse. You've had one sip. No, 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 no. <laughs> I've had a. I've had this one. That was a curious brew, and now I'm on Lucas Hell's Lager 4.2. So, yeah. So, uh, Aguero had his 14th hat-trick uh, for Manchester City, closed in the gap on the Premier League leaders, Liverpool, who fucked up last night as well and dropped um, uh, dropped points against West Ham. What did we make of the goal then, boys? Uh, the, the game? Mm. Mate, it was depressing. 
Um, I felt sorry for for Emery to an extent because you know you spend a week with the boys, you drill them, and and you go over every possible scenario that may occur in the game, and then Iwobi decides to do something so fucking stupid. I mean, forty eight seconds. You know it was crazy. I just turned on the game right, and I saw him getting dispossessed, and I saw the ball goal, and I was I saw the goal. I was like you gotta be fucking kidding me. Then I watched it back. And not only did Iwobi lose the ball, when the defence were pushing up, there was one person that was lingering closest to Leno, and it was your boy, Scunny. Don't get me fucking started on him. Oh my god. I watched it back and I could not believe what I was seeing. So everyone had pushed up apart from him. Mustafi done Mustafi done alright, he got three assists. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> I, I don't get it, lads. I mean, I was fine with with the starting lineup. Um, I mean, it was a it was a four four two. I was okay with that, and the plan was clear. The plan was to contain City and try to hit them on the break at every opportunity, and we were doing well. You you, you were happy extent, with the lineup but... in the sense that Listiner started. Why didn't Jenkins Jenkinson start? Oh, I forgot about that. Um. I was happy with um, the fact that it was a more compact squad. I was happy with with Guendouzi and Torreira in there. I was happy with you know Iwobi and and Kalasenak, you know being a, being wide because I thought you know what at least we've got two workhorses. They will you know cover the the fullbacks and they will do the job. Lord, I couldn't be more wrong. I mean, City play with with five players in their attacking line, right? So they play with with Bernardo Silva, Aguero, and Sterling, and then you had De Bruyne and uh, David Silva coming from deep. So what happened time after time is you know Silva and Sterling will isolate Lichtsteiner and De Bruyne and and Bernardo Silva will isolate Monreal. So you had an issue where Lichtsteiner or Monreal they would either try to go and mark the winger, or they would try to go and mark the guys that were coming in the half spaces. But what would happen is one would be left completely open because Kalasenak and Iwobi weren't working hard enough. The only way you counteract, you know, being attacked that way is having Kalasenak and Iwobi cover the, the half spaces, but they didn't do that enough. And Monreal and Lichtenstein were being left with, you know, two-on-ones time after time. I'd have, uh, I'd have to slightly disagree. I, I thought Kalasenak had a good game, but... No, he didn't. He didn't. I don't know what game you were watching, did. bro. He did. He left Monreal in a lurched so many times. He was terrible. Okay. I, I, my, my, my mind wasn't con- completely on it, if I'm honest, but um, that's different. But uh, I, from what I saw, I thought he was okay. Uh, I missed the, the first goal because I was walking across to the pub and I texted you guys, I'm on the route to the pub. And by the time I got there, you'd all, all said, don't bother, go home. <laughs> it was 46. I'm going to say, 46. yeah, I think I was one of the first ones to say, just turn around. <laughs> yeah, 46 seconds goal. You know, Aguero has scored the two quickest goals in the Premier League this season. He had won at 24 seconds against Newcastle. And his second, obviously, was against us. Um, but we did rally and we did get an equaliser on the 11th minute. And that was from a set piece. I thought our set pieces were very, very good. Uh, it was a good free kick. Nacho and Koscielny. Um paired up and you know if we had held on and stayed 1-1 going into half time I think it would have been a very different game don't you oh this Fergus I, I just want to make a case I make a case for defending Iwobi a little bit right because, please do because that that not clearing that ball in the first few seconds that's down to coaching I reckon that's down 
no, listen, no, Manny, he's been that. told that we don't hoof the ball out. We play from the back. It's only I know he's had a bit of experience now, but he's still only a young kid and he does as the coaches might tell him. I son, I'm just making a case to lighten the load on him a little bit there. He was trying to play out from the back. Now, if, if that had been me, I would have thought, sod the coaching, I'm going to boot the ball into Rosette and clear it. But no, that, that's that's it, Trevor. I think it gets drilled into you from everything, even when I was a kid uh, playing football and everything else. The first thing you'd do, if you're in, if in doubt, oof it out. Simple. Yeah. It's simple defending coaching tactics. That's right. But he's been coached that we play from the back and that was what he was trying to do. And the next thing is, this this Sergio Aguero, I've got some mates that are Man City fans. They must have done something wrong in a previous life, you know, and they've come back as Man City fans. But um, th- if you ask all of them, who is the greatest player that's ever played for Manchester City, they will say Aguero, you know. They rate him that highly. I mean... I, I'll be honest, I rate him that highly. I think he's probably yeah. the best player yeah. in the Premier League. And, and uh, when he, a, uh, anything because just look what he can do yeah exactly I, when I, a player would, of that would, class is playing you know he's playing against our defenders it's a recipe for disaster but it weren't all bad on that day I thought there were some good points as well I'll come on to them in a minute just want to see what Manny has to think about uh, Iwobi and what I've said no I don't agree with you I don't agree with you because yes you can be coached to to try to play out from the back but then you as a player you should try to to use your own brain and use your own judgment and and look at the situation can I play it out from the back he didn't try to play out from the back he tried to dribble out from the back there's a difference so when you're on that pitch right sometimes coaching goes out the window sometimes you're in a situation where you just have to clear your lines and he was in that situation so you could be coached to to play out from the back but then there's certain instances where leno will boot it out or the defenders will boot it out because there's no there's no alleys to pass the ball down so no i'm not buying i think for i think for the rest he did the same thing against i I think okay he is slightly at fault for the the first goal but i think people were slagging him off on uh some of the gr- groups that were on um throughout the game and i thought he actually didn't have a bad game okay obviously i've been looking at a different game than you guys but i didn't think he had a a bad game uh, and i think he was creating an awful lot for outlets for us but there was just no f- there was nothing in the final third for us to finish off on yeah i agree you know what infuriates me more about iwobi i think i said it before boys in that he, he, he runs so well with the ball at his feet, doesn't he? And then he gets to that last defender, he and instead himself. of making the killer pass, he always hits the ball straight into the defender, and it bounces out to nowhere. You mm. watch him. You watch him. Every, every game he does it at least two or three times. Has a lovely little run, doesn't look up, tries to pass the ball, but passes it straight into the defender, and it bounces away. It's such a shame, because he does mm. all the hard work. And we did all the have a hard work as well to get back to 1-1 against what we would say is a very, very good uh, Man City team. And that sucker punch just before half-time, 2-1 Aguero. Um, we did come back in the second half. The rally that we had in the first half just failed to materialise in the second half. We ha- hung on, uh, but the final nail was delivered by Aguero again for his hat-trick um, by a handball, in my view. Um, I still maintain as a hand. He admitted it. Yeah, I, I I didn't know if he admitted it or not, but I, it was a handball. And all yeah, the pundits yeah. said that uh, if VAR was in place, that would have been uh, struck off and it wouldn't have been a goal. Still would have lost 2-1, but... I mean, the, we would have lost 2-1, but the fact that, you know, Atkinson was right there and, you know, he he wasn't blindsided, you know, he could clearly see it. 
you know, and he didn't call it. We have an issue with with officials in this league. I don't know if you guys were watching the, the Liverpool game last night, and there were three instances where I, I don't know what the linesmen, I don't know what referees see, but you know, Mane's goal, Milner was offside. Then it was one incident when Salah was clearly onside, and he said he was off. And then in the last ten seconds of the game, Origi goes through and no flag again so VAR can't come into this league quick enough because these officials need help and we need to increase they need to do something about the standards of yet again VAR linesmen and all those yet again VAR has come into such controversy uh, in the FA Cup where it's been in some games not in other games and decisions that people are still arguing with, with VAR so it's meant to be fixing everything but it's creating probably um more issues to a certain degree yeah, yeah. You know, a lot a lot of the mistakes they make, right, that the officials, you could sort of see a reason it was quick or they were a bit behind the play. But that offside last night, that offside that led to that Liverpool's goal last night, that was right under his nose, wasn't Shocking. it? Hey, that was, oh, Shocking. unbelievable. I don't know how he missed it. And then, you know, he missed so many, you know, clear offsides and clear onsides. It just, I wonder what he saw, you know, because, I mean, it was he was right there. So what did you see? You know, the, the West Ham line is here. Milner is clearly off. What did you see, lad? I, I don't know. Maybe he thought know. Mustafi was on the goal line. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Laying I mean, down back, on his back fucking back game. in the box. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, back to the game, though. City really targeted Lichsteiner in this game. And he made it so easy for them. I mean, the amount of time Sterling ran at him. And he showed him inside time after time. And... You're 35 years old. You played in great Juventus teams. This is basic defending here. You should know better. There's a lot of experience in that back line if you 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 know, if, you know you watch the game. There's experience there, but they just make basic errors. And I don't want to see him in an Arsenal shirt again. He infuriates me. He's just a big mouth. That That's it. He, I'm not, yeah, not going to stick up for Lichsteiner here, but... When you come across someone like Sterling with his ability and his speed, the last person you need on the pitch is Lichsteiner. Again, yeah, I, and, he's and, just going to run rings around him. Yeah, and any manager, right, any any manager worth of salt is going to say, "There's the weakest link. Attack it." Yeah, you see, you know how I go here, right, boys? I don't like talking too badly about any players. I don't. I, I, that's just the way I am, right? But I, I can't get my head round, and it showed in this game. And, and I'm, I'm not drifting because it is referring to this game, right? I can't get my head round. What did we see? Why did we get Licksteiner in the first place? Because uh, I can't see why we would have bought him. And that game on Saturday that he had against Man City just confirmed Leader, that. Leadership He's skills. Leadership, le- leadership skills. And I think probably a bit of mm. old man. Listen, we got old man Trev. Uh, it, it's a bit of oh, cheers, old wise. <laughs> it's old wise knowledge. And, you know, we're yeah. uh, ho- holding. you got Mavropanos. And we'll touch on Mavropanos after this. Because before, com- before this conversation, we were talking before we were live on the podcast about Mavropanos. So remind me on that one, guys. But you've got holding... Avrapanos, even Mustafi's not that old. And by having Socrates and having um, Listiner in the squad with their experience might teach them something. I don't, I don't know. That's all I can think of. Plus, he, 
he had a bit of fight about him. I remember commenting on earlier podcasts about him down by the sideline, screaming on orders onto the pitch and directing the defence and stuff and stuff like that in, in some of the early games when he was warming up. So, look, listen, we showed flashes in the first half, but lightweight in the end, uh, and City did expose us. But it just shows the scale of the task that Emery has got to do. And will he be given enough time to accomplish it um, at Arsenal? By the board, maybe, but certain fans have, have already made up their minds about him. But before we go into that, Fergus, I want you to touch on something, and it's a positive. Go on. I want you to talk about Matteo Guendouzi's performance. <sighs> you're you're trying you're trying to <laughs> fuck me over here on this one. Listen, Guendouzi. Gu- I uh, Guendouzi, talk to talk Gu- to me. Guendouzi to me. Uh, Max has mentioned that he was it was a man of the match performance. Um, I have. I still maintain my position on Gunduzi. Um I think his work rate is fantastic. I think he could be a future captain. Um, I think he he played his socks off against City, but he still will drop to the floor quicker than a horse knickers. His arms are out. Oh, don't admit it, man. Uh, 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 uh. Can't you be positive I am, for once? I the am, lad was amazing I am yesterday. being positive. Give him props. I, listen, I said his work rate is great. I just don't like the way he drops so easy. I don't like the way he runs after the referee with his arms out and going, oh, fucking hell, ref. He reminds me of a moany Jack Wilshire. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Listen, you are, as, as much as you want to criticise the lad, you cannot tell me that he didn't show experience or, or balls beyond his years against see there was one instance experience in, in, no in the game where balls, he picked the ball yes. up okay there was one instance there's there was one case where he picked up the ball right and he just ran at city right he he's not the quickest we know that but he got away from that city midfield and unlucky for him there was no passes ahead of him and he ended up being dispossessed but he showed something in this game that tells me that if he's if his potential is honed properly we have a player there he showed the type of performance that we thought swiss gimp was going to give us when he joined the club i, I listen it was i amb- don't disagree with a word you've said and i actually had said similar i thought he had a great game he played really well his work rate is fantastic he does remind me a bit of jack wilshire in that very thing of running at players running through the middle um but he he's too quick to go to the ground and the amount of times he got fouled and didn't get free kicks because referees already can see he drops to the ground like a stone quite quickly and he's running after the referee complaining all the times the referees are going to get fucked off with him he's going to get carded and he's going to go for you know arguing with the ref and that's my issue where you said like he's balls definitely experience not he will get there i think that yeah that that's something like that comes with time i think you know i mean he's still yeah. a young lad is he's still learning um, but I agree with Manny as well. When I think it was him and Terea did exactly the same thing, where they just picked up the ball and thought, "You must have seen the faces." And you just they looked up and they thought, "Fuck it, I'm going for it. I'm going to make something." It's just unfortunate neither of them either neither of them pulled off because I think by that time I think everyone, had, in my eyes, looked like they'd given up. 
Yeah, I didn't think I, any. I, I, yeah, Manny, I, I agree with you, mate. Manny, I agree with you. I thought Gwen Doozy was fantastic, and I can compare him to Wilshire as well. But a fully fit, buzzing around the field, Wilshire. That's what he reminded yeah, yeah, me yeah. of yesterday. Yeah. Thing yeah. is, he, right. he did frustrate De Bruyne a couple of times as well, which I was more than impressed with. Unfortunately, De Bruyne's experience and his, you know, what I mean, and everything else that comes with De Bruyne, it, you know, what I mean, it didn't pan out for him the way it could have done. Um. Other than that, yeah, Gwendozy for me was definitely the man of the match for me. You see, you, you know this business about him going to ground easy. You can't deny he does, right? You can't deny he does. But you name me another team in the Premier League that hasn't got two, three, four players in it that goes to ground easy enough. Them swamp derellers up the road with their alleys and that, that bloke Son, he goes down too easy, that boy. Mm-hmm. So it's, I hate to say it because I hate to see it. That's what happens in this modern football game and Gwen is a young kid. He's only 19. That's all he's ever known. That's all he's ever seen, you know? Um, but I'll tell you what does worry me. Every week when I come on here, like Man City yesterday, or after the game, I thought, Gwen Doozy, man of the match. And all I ever think is, Gwen Doozy or Torreira, man of the match. So what is everyone else doing? Well, this is it. It's, it's Gwen Doozy's second, really, what I think was definitely a man of, man of the match performance. Uh, he did the same last in the last game as well as this game he he pulled off some really really good football and yeah like i said like we said earlier about um, him going down to ground it just comes with experience and playing in the premier league and i agree there is them swamp dollars up the road that do exactly the same thing but there's a difference between the media darlings and the people who don't really give a fuck so yeah i mean i'll point you, i'll point you guys to to another player who came to the premier league and did a lot of that do you remember when Drogba joined Chelsea? Oh, and the amount of oh times did he, he a dog shit? Oh. Man, he used to dive at absolutely any opportunity he could. But then when he cut that out of his game, you cannot deny that Drogba was an absolute beast. So he give fucked Gwen us over many a time. time to, oh, God, I remember a song about that, actually, even, to be fair. There was quite a few going around at the time. What they about Didier Drogba? And everyone who used to hit the, hit the ground, it used to be, ah, you Drogba in disguise. <laughs> Because he, he was terrible at it, but he cut out of his game eventually, and he was an absolutely awesome player. I don't, I don't have any hate towards him, and hopefully Guendouzi can take that out of his game. Because like you, Fergus, I don't like to see it either. But yeah, Fergus, you're just a hater. I'm not a hater, Fergus. Fergus, not, you're nearly I, as old as me. Can you can you remember who f- these young boys <laughs> won't remember, right? <laughs> but can you remember who first bought diving into the English game? I, I could tell you who it was because we used to we used to scream at him for diving, and then when he started scoring goals, he used to dive as a celebration and take the piss out of us. And uh, that was that Klinsman bloke, Klinsman, and he was mm. a bloody swamp dweller. Ugh. He started it all mm. off. Ugh. I ate him. I anyway, don't start me off drifting up there yet. <laughs> so as, as I said before, uh, Man City have won four consecutive top flight games against Arsenal, the first time they've done that since 1937. And since the start of 2018, only two teams have lost more away games than Arsenal. We've lost 12 in the Premier League. That's Brighton and Huddersfield. And Huddersfield are in a fucking bad way. And we've got them next week. Man of the match. Um, I'll let you guys say who your man of the match is. I know who mine is. No, 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 no. You go first. I asked you. No, you go first. Leno. It was your birthday yesterday. You go first. <laughs> Leno. Leno. Oh, that's a good show. That's a good show. He was. He did make some awesome. He stuff. kept us in the game. It could have been five or six or seven nil. I agree. Hmm. Yeah, agree. but if a goalkeeper's man of the match, that means you've you've you've, you've played badly. You have got a crap team. We we did Ooh. play badly in the second half, especially. 
and we have got an average team. Look, the stat I just ran out, read out before. Only two other teams have lost more away games in 2018. Brighton and Huddersfield. Where are they? They're nearly relegated. We're in the relegation zone of our, mm. our part of the league. We're sixth. Mm. Yeah, depressing, true. isn't it? Yeah. It is Fuck. depressing. Bloody hell, man. You're killing the buzz <laughs> over here. <laughs> hey, put your song back on again. I will in a bit. I will in a bit as we sign yeah. out, actually. <laughs> We're going to sign out today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Manny came along to try and cheer me up uh, to start it. He had um, a bit of Bob Marley. Don't worry about a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was appropriate, man. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was. It was. Yeah. Looking at the stats on this game, Man City had 59% against our 41. Um, they had 19 shots versus our two. We only had two shots on target versus their 12 and not a shot on target in the second half. Corners, four versus two, one of which resulted in the goal. And fouls, 11 versus eight, but Guendouzi went down more times than that combined. Stop hating. Oh, <laughs> come on. Stop it. Yeah, Fergus is a I'm hater. A hater. This beer is good. Yeah, oh, yes, you are. Oh, yes, you are. You are a hater. He didn't I'm go around as much times as Mustafi, though, did he? Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. He didn't get as many assists either, did he? <laughs> oh, so, that's true. So, um, Pep had nothing to say of any substance to recognise the, the Arsenal. See, I got that right, Trev, didn't I? You did. Proud of you. Yeah. Proud of you. Thank you. And Emery said, we are going to go game by game thinking win the next match. Uh, and maybe we, if we win, we can take an opportunity in the near future to be near the other teams and playing with this motivation. The difference between City and us uh, was like the result. Uh, we need to do our work. Not a big frustration at the moment. The result is the difference. They showed their superiority in, in the 90 minutes. Um, they held their level in 90 minutes. Um, and our level in the second half was worse than the first half. Uh, when, once he gets the grasp of English, um, I think he will talk a bit of sense, but you can read into there. He said, basically, we had, we had a good first half. They had a good 90 minutes. And we were shit in the second half. Um, we'd done the prediction league. So we had, um, I had 3-2. Um, Johnny, on behalf of Manny, predicted 3-0. Uh, Mike, uh, on behalf of the Mikes, uh, predicted 3-0. Um, and oh, I've totally fucked that one up. Um, and uh, Trevor, you got the right score. You went for three, three nil. Don't so, worry. I want to go to VAR. Because every little thing. I want to go to going to be all right. <laughs> no, I want to go to VAR. Until next season, Manny. I want to contest Not till next season. Nope, I want to contest something here. It's not fair. All right. When did we start predicting scores for people who are not on? Turn up or you don't get picked. What do you mean turn up? Like I, I was I wasn't available, all right? But usually you would message me and go, What's your score prediction for the game? And this week I beat you to it. Uh, so I, Fergus, before you I didn't need, me, I didn't need one. your prediction because Johnny had filled it in for you. Yeah, but you usually come. You usually come right. after me for the prediction. So I'm, I beat sorry. You can I just can, it's can, not can fair, I just check where right? are the haters now? <laughs> you've been hateful, aren't you? Oh, you're, oh, so you want to go there? Okay, okay. <laughs> See, I've been waiting for you. See, I was listening to last week's podcast, oh. right? And 
because I usually do, you know, like I, like I listen to it when I'm on, I listen to it when I'm not on because I like to give, I like to gauge people's opinions on things. So the first five minutes, right? I was on the podcast with, with Max from Ask Bros, right? He hit me up at like five in the morning and said, do you want to come on the podcast? So we were talking about transfers. Oh, yes, yes. And I forgot, I forgot you're the main man of Guns and Yellow Ribbons, aren't you? And hold on, <laughs> let's, let, let me get to that. And, and Fergus, you know, and I thought he was going to comment on, you know, the actual podcast. Oh, it was a bit different or it was a bit long, you know, how he usually does. But no, the first One hour, 46 minutes. The first thing out of your mouth is, oh, Max, let me correct you on something. He said that I was the main man of Guns and Yellow Ribbons, which is obviously wrong. Now, you could have mentioned anything else about the podcast, but you just couldn't help yourself. Well, you the, the, thing, the thing was, the thing was, I, did, I didn't want, I didn't want to really crucify you because uh ospina you said you were going to sell he's out of contract uh there was there was about a dozen different things factually you got wrong but i'm do you really want to should we go into how many things oh i get everything wrong, wrong and i openly admit it let's not even go into that but yeah the, but the point is you're a hater oh. see and max was just probably doing me a courtesy as uh, as he probably would with anyone from here who would who would join ours pros i don't see myself as the main man he just said it but you just couldn't help yourself your ego was bruised and the hater came to the fore <laughs> he was but her the damn cheek the cheek right end of round one boys running totals in the i will give you the points hate face um 28 28 32 27 manny you're in the lead yeah yeah yeah. what do i get uh nothing you just have to answer to johnny oh please Hmm? next time now know the rules now on the rules then next time it won't happen we got huddersfield on Saturday at 3 p.m., a 3 o'clock kickoff. Uh, Trev, you're going, aren't you? I most definitely am, Fergus, yep. And Mike, have you managed to get a ticket yet? Uh, not yet. I've had plenty of people asking me for a ticket, and I'm like, well, I, if you look at the post, I, I'm asking for one. Yeah, so I'm sure I'm sure somebody... Have a word with Jamie. Maybe he can come good for you. So Yeah, I'll, got, sort, I'll sort some out. We've got time yet. Yeah, if you, I hear one, Mike, I'll give you a shout, mate. Oh, brilliant. Cheers, mate. And what do, what do we expect from that game? Huddersfield are pretty woeful, but does that mean that we're going to go up and get our ass smashed by them? Be careful. Mm. That's what that's mm. what I would say. Be careful. Yeah, yeah. We've been here before, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, Brighton. You know what I mean? I'm going to say they yeah, come to the Emirates the and game. they give us a go, didn't they? So. Yes, they mm-hmm. did. Yes, they did. Um, who's their key player? Is that is that Moody or Mooney or something like that? Moy. 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 Yeah, oh, he's, yeah, he's yeah. a bit of a handful. He's a bit of a handful. Have we got any idea of score predictions on it? I'd say 3-1 to the boys. 3-1 yeah. to Arsenal. I'm going 4-1 to Arsenal. 4-1 to Arsenal. Oof. Yeah. Confident, I've got a feeling. I reckon we'll do all right. Mike, okay. on behalf of the mic. Um, I'm going to say 2-1. Keep it modest. And I'm going to go... 4 nil, clean cheek. So there we go. Mm. Uh, okay. Arsenal ladies, um, their next fixture is on. Well, was on Sunday. Uh, I haven't checked the scores, so if we can have a look at that. That was against uh, Crawley uh, Wasps. 
um, and it was three o'clock last uh, on Sunday. Um, and their next fixture is on Thursday the 7th at Meadow Park in the Conti Cup. That will be on BT Sports, so if people want to watch it, have a look at there. Um, and then on, on Sunday uh, the 10th, uh, they play Liverpool away at Tranmere Rovers Ground in the WSL. Uh, do, do anybody look up the score for the, the Crawley Wasps versus... The Arsenal ladies, could somebody do that and just let us know? Um, Gunnar debate or looking at some of the other games. Spurs got lucky, didn't they? 1 0 again. Oh, don't start me off. They don't start me, me off so much. They're so jammy. They are so jammy. Oh, mm. I can't say the word. Uh, Republic of Beer. My mouth's gone dry <laughs> and I can't talk. Why do they keep getting so lucky? Oh. And 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 it was the Korean uh, son who came back and after being knocked out of the uh, the Asia Cup, come back and and he's rescued them, hasn't he? He he. The the last time when Harry Kane got injured and he was out for seven games, Son scored in every one of them, didn't he? So uh, he's a good squad player to have. Ugh. Can we yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea smashed Huddersfield five nil. So we went. Uh, we only had to go to beat City six nil to go back into fourth. <laughs> only <laughs> only <laughs> what did we make of the transfer window boys was it a good transfer window no why not well, simply because where we we didn't sign players where we were weak I'm not saying that we should have or we could have because no one was available but the fact of the matter is we got weak defence and, and a perfect transfer window would have meant we signed a defender or two that's that's just my perspective. Should have, do you think the Ozil situation was addressed correctly? God, I'm so sick of this guy, bros. I'm I've had enough of him. You know, it's it's it probably wasn't, but I'm so sick of people jumping on the. Oh, we we why didn't he come on? Oh, we missed him against City. Well, we did, we did, we did. We, please, point we missed me. a creative midfielder. Please, be it him, be it Ramsey. Please, please, and 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 I challenge you guys, and I challenge anyone who listens to this podcast, right? Please send a message to the Guns and Yellow Ribbons Facebook group, right, and name me the game in the Premier League away from home against the Big Six where Mesut Ozil was effective and I will watch that game for the whole 90 or so minutes and I will come on here and I'll hold my hands up and say, you know what, you were right. I'm that it was probably that none of you will be able to find a game away from home against the big six where he had any Real effect. Madrid What's that word you youngsters use? Uh, oh, preach, preach. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one I use. I'm not sure how many yeah. other people use. Well, well I man agree with you anyway, but Old man Trevor's getting down with the kids. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he is. But no, I challenge. I, I challenge any of you. I'm that confident, right? Manny, I, it was I'm, probably when he was. It was I'm probably when he was it. back at Real Madrid. That's the the truth of it. Exactly. Probably not. Not at Arsenal, you know. So, but he has his best games for us when he's not playing, right? When he's not playing and we win, nobody talks about him. But when he doesn't play and we lose. Oh, we did, missed him. Did, oh, we missed him. Didn't he Fuck show up off. against Tottenham a few few seasons back? Because the place was gone away from home. No, no that was at the Emirates. Because the place was gone nuts. I remember us singing a song. So. Fergus, if 
away in fairness from home. to the man, right? In fairness to Ozil, a few seasons ago, he showed up against nearly everybody. It's, it's only this last couple of seasons or, or that we went into this in depth in the last podcast, didn't we? So it's a risk of getting boring. He, he's, it's only this last couple of seasons. Manny, I couldn't have put a, a word differently to what Manny just said. The bloke does not turn up against the big teams. And this year, he's not turned up against some of the smaller teams either. So the situation's getting worse. Mm-hmm. I've got the Arsenal ladies score whenever you want it, by the way. Yeah, far away, far away. Yeah. Well, the Arsenal women beat Crawley Wasps 4-0. Uh, Kay Little nice. scored and Grant scored a hat-trick. Oh, brilliant. Well done, girls. Well done, girls. Up the Arsenal. Uh, summer tram- transfer budget's uh, apparently been announced. And um, the net figure is £40 million plus any sales we make. I... I Honestly, think that story is probably bollocks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just thought I'd pop it on there as a, 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 had you any thoughts on it other than bollocks? Did you see who wrote it? It's probably John Cross, was it? It's in the mirror. Correct. Mm. So that tells you everything you need to know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Considering that we have Adidas coming in, that we have, you know, everything commercially that's coming in, where the hell did he get 40 million from? Where the fuck does he get those figures? And, and, and remember, John Cross is there to irritate the fan base because he knows Arsenal on social media, we're like a beehive. You know what I mean? And anything will set yeah, us off. Click, click, so, click of bite. course. He, exactly. exactly. So, uh, I, pinch the show for me. I don't believe a word of it. I just thought I'd share it to get you guys' thoughts. No, I mean, You're right, Manny. Yeah. And you've got to remember as well, boys, we are an easy... Arsenal Football Club is an easy target for the press at the moment. You know, it seems every other day there's a story in the press about Arsenal this, Arsenal that, Arsenal Because we're an easy target. We're, we're having a poor season. We've had a poor couple of seasons. So they just keep piling the pressure on. That That's what the press do. They're arses. Arses. Mm. Mm. I'm sitting I'm sitting here in my um, Patriots hoodie. Uh, my, an- my, my, my anti-stand top. Um... But uh, apparently Josh Kroenke has said Unai Emery can take Arsenal to the Europe Super Bowl, the Champions League final. Uh, stay patient, the success will come. Discuss. Well, How long do we have to be patient short for? That's a good question. Who wants to go? I, I don't mind, I'll go. I mean, we've yeah, got to be go patient, on. haven't we? We've got no other option, have we? Because they're not going anywhere. So as a fan, we've got to be patient because... There's nothing else we can be. It's not going to change. But in defence of these cronkies, right, Josh has come in now, right, and he, he's making a little bit of noise, which is more than his dad's ever done. So Absolutely. at least, he's, at least he's, he's on the surface a little bit. But on the cronky thing, and, and pull me up if I'm drifting too far off subject here, Fergus, as I know you will. The Cronkies don't choose what players we buy. The Cronkies didn't spend sixty-five million on Mustafi and Xhaka, and I'm not going to dwell on that because we've done that. But so we can't blame the Cronkies for everything. You know, they didn't choose they to must, bring they their must, blokes they in. They must sign off on it. Do they though? They, they, yeah. they sign the checks, don't they? They don't know anything about no, those. They players, have experts though. to do all that for them. They have recruiting experts. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get that. You know. I get that. I get so, that. You know, I don't like defending the Cronkies, but but in fairness, Josh, this Josh Cronkie is, is making a bit more noise. So yeah, I'm happy with that. He's been a bit more visible. I'm happy with that. 
And as I said just now, he didn't. He don't choose the players. He he didn't spend sixty five million on players that are really not not good enough, you know. So we've got to give him a chance, you know. Be patient. And the, uh, the Patriots went on to win a record Super Bowl, Super Bowl fifty three. Would have it? Would it have been better? I know we're not. None of us are. I don't. Well, at least I, I don't think any of us are uh, American football aficionados. Uh, we're missing Boston Ozil. Ozil's missing again. Woo. Um, uh, um, would would it been would have it been better if the Rams won? Stan would have ticked that box, won a Super Bowl with the Rams, and then he goes right. Okay, I'm going to make Arsenal. Oh, you know what? If he doesn't have that thought in his head already, then we're 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 the biggest losers here. You know, I just think it's it's interesting because I read the article and you know how Emery had a a Christmas sort of dinner and Josh was there yet Stan was nowhere to be seen. The thing is, with, well, Josh with is Josh, younger. Josh is the managing right. director, not the chairman, yeah, yeah. but he's the managing director of Arsenal Football Club, um, and he has more a hands-on approach and has had since Gazeta's left, and even before that, uh, when when uh, Wenger was uh, was being pushed out the door. So I, I'm glad Josh is involved. I'm glad Josh is at that. Um, Dinner. I'm glad whoever owns our club, if they're if they're fucking involved and give a shit. Uh, old man Stan, he's old. He's he, he's playing with his Walmart toys, isn't he? So, yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree with you, and um, I want to give him, you know, the time. And you know, he mentioned in the article that there's things that they want to implement. I want to see what those are, but I think everyone would agree with me when they say actions speak louder so it's all well and good coming out and saying you know you're going to watch the city game and and emery is the same as mcveigh you know the rams coach okay cool but show us something show us that you're serious show us that you know show us your vision you know with arsenal football club and then maybe people will start believing you guys and i've got some figures actually on on you know the super bowl first of all the nfl sucks right and let me just put that out there but global viewership of the super bowl was at 150 million worldwide it got a lower tv audience than the women's cricket world cup final which stood at 100 million globally so that says it all about the super bowl it sucks i woke up at um uh, 2.39 it was uh on it would have been monday morning at that point um like sunday night and I thought I'd check my phone for messages, and I uh, I checked the Super Bowl score cause, just because I was awake, and it was obviously it kicked off about eleven o'clock. So you look at it, nearly four hours in, and it was three to ten. And I think uh, the Patriots got the last score um, in the last quarter, but four hours to play uh, an hour-long game. That is that is bollocks. That is bollocks. Do you know why? Do you know why that is? They change. It's because every time there's. They, they 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 change if you change it from attack to defend they change half the squad um the clock stops every time the ball goes out of play i was talking to rory funnily enough um uh over the last few days we were sitting together and um we were talking about the super bowl and so on and i said he said it's a, it's a sport for tv it's definitely made for tv because they have um they, they have the play then it goes back into the studio they replay it analyze it replay it analyze it and then on the pitch, the teams have changed up their their formations and the, and whatever players they've got, and they do the next play. It stops and breaks. Were you going to say anything different? 
No, not really. I mean, I was talking to my mate in Texas and I asked him how long, you know, if you take away all the commercials and all the stops and whatnot, how long is an actual, you know, NFL It's four quarters game? of 15 minutes. He told me, yeah, it, precisely. So an hour, but it takes you two to three hours to finish this damn game because every time there's, you know, there's a tackle, you know, they have to reset. There's commercials, then they come back. When there's another tackle, they have to reset commercials then they come back listen i would never stay up until three four in the morning you know on a monday morning to watch that well you wouldn't be if you're in america would you so it's 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 seven o'clock in the evening everyone gets i think there was 10 million chicken wings uh cooked um for the super bowl it's just (laughs) (laughs) the amount of beers it's my my brother uh last uh was it last year no the year before when the patriots won because my eldest brother lives in birmingham uh, in boston near boston um in um in new england so obviously the patriots is his team hence why i uh, half support them um and he showed us pictures of his house when Super Bowl Day was on. Everyone has, you know, there's flags up. It, it's, it, it's like the FA Cup used to be millions and millions of years ago. So one last question, guys, rather than where this is a, an Arsenal podcast for Arsenal fans, by Arsenal fans, not a, an American football podcast for American football fans, by American football fans. Um, are the Arsenal players to blame for the mistakes? Are, or is it Emery's tactics are just not clear enough? If they're not clear enough by now, I think I'm I'm gonna to have to say it's the it's down to the players. But has it has he does he know what his starting eleven is? Does he does he know what his best squad is? I know injuries aside and so on, but the amount of substitutions that are making at half time would say to me that you know he doesn't know exactly how he's lining up and maybe tactically he is naive. Well, I think you, it's the players. Yeah, I'm gonna say, yeah, I'm gonna, you can't say he's tactically naive. The guy has walked away from three Europa trophies. Um, he's come. He took uh, was it Sevilla, Valencia to third in the Spanish league, Sevilla. and that's the highest yeah. I've ever been. It's you can't turn around and say it's his tactics. I, I honestly don't think you can say that. And I think what Manny was saying earlier about the haters of Emery at the minute. I think you're just judging way too quick. No, I'm just asking the question. I'm not judging. Oh, no, no. I'm just saying, not, not you personally. I'm just saying people are judging way too quick. It can't be his tactics. His tactics have worked. And it's clear, it is definitely clear to me that it's the players that are, you mean not all of them, but some of the players are the issue. Mm. The issue is they're just it? not good enough. The, the players are, they, 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 they try hard. But the, 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 the players, from my perspective, are just not good enough. And even to a certain extent, you can't blame the players for that, can you? Because Arsenal have brought them into the club. You know, if, if I was a player and someone said to me, Arsenal want to sign you, I'd go. You know, yeah, I'd go. You're going, to get paid lo- you're going to get paid loads of money. You're probably, going to be, you're probably going to be a number one player and everything else. Absolutely. And it, it's it's a good place to get your face seen that you might be picked up by, sadly, a bigger club. There are none bigger. There's not no, in my no, head. No, 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 no. There are there are clubs that are bigger, but there are no clubs that are greater. Okay, yeah, point taken. Good save, good save. I'll, I'll say this. I think 
um, to an extent, it's the players um, because some of them just aren't getting it. Some of them, remember, with these group of players are not used to being pushed. They're not used to being coached. They're not used to executing tactics for 90 minutes because, you know, the previous regime was just go out and express yourself. So now they're being drilled. Now they're being asked to do a job. And some of them just aren't getting it. And some of them just aren't fit enough, you know, to play the way Emery wants them to play. And then on the flip side of that, there are certain things that are happening and I just don't think that Emery's tactics are getting through to them. I don't think they're understanding it. So maybe he may have to tweak certain things himself because some of the players are making mistakes and it's not just the usual suspects. It's a lot of them are making basic errors now. So something has to change. I think Emery has to tweak it in some respects, but I think we won't fully see what he wants us to do and how he wants us to play until he gets his own players and on that note i want to play a little song for our listeners <laughs> this is what he started off with when we when we hooked up on online oh about our thing see my Papua accent is coming out. Every little thing is gonna be alright. Alright, fade that out then, Manny. Fade that out. Listen, that's that's not only to, to you, Fergus, but that's to all the Arsenal fans out there as well. Stop being so fucking combative. Please. This is a process. A dynasty has never been built in eight months. So chill out. We'll be fine. Exactly. Agreed, exactly. Manny. Agreed. Agreed. I'll tell you what, over the, the last two or three weeks, uh, between taking me uh, grandson to football and all the other shit that's been going on in my, in, uh, my own personal life, I'll tell you what, there is no better family than the Arsenal family. So, uh, yeah, don't worry about it, thing, boys. We have the Arsenal, and that's all that matters. Preach. Preach. <laughs> we're preaching <laughs> right boys um uh, with the time and of the day and and shit going on uh, i think we'll call it a day on that one uh does our young producer want to say anything mike other than playing with dinosaurs no okay so <laughs> so it's it, it's down to me then is it it's down to you Okay, thanks. Well, you have been listening to Guns on Yellow Ribbons. I'm Fergus. I was joined today by Trevor, by uh, the musician, Manny, uh, Scotty Mike and Scotty Jr. Um, if you do want to get in touch with us and let us know what's, what game that you saw Ozil last turn up away from home in, you can contact us on Twitter uh, at Guns and Ribbons or on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Or you can contact us via our website at GunsandYellowRibbons.com. You have been listening to us. We are Arsenal fans. Uh, this is for you, Arsenal fans. Up the arse. Hey, Gooners. Um, I thought I would record this bit afterwards, um, after the guys had gone. Uh, as I said at the start, sadly, I lost my mum yesterday on my birthday. Um, and uh, it's been a tough couple of days, but uh, you know what? Um you people, uh, you, the Arsenal fans, um, 
the Guns and Yellow Ribbons uh, fans. Uh, you've been uh, a rock and uh, very inspirational. I would just like to say thank you very, very much for a lot of the messages I've had. And um, also, finally, dedicate this to my wonderful mother, Brenda Keating. Thank you very much. Good night. Sleep tight. Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. Up the Arsenal.